1: Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over two million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com/wondersuite. That's bluehost.com/wondersuite. Want to learn how to be an entrepreneur?
2: You are dedicated and devoted. To a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. We'll highlight opportunities for entrepreneurs in digital marketing through interesting, practical, and thought-provoking interviews and monologues. Increase your income and be your own boss. By listening to The Entrepreneur Effect, please welcome your host, a 25 year veteran in sales, management, and business development, Dush Ramachandran.
3: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Entrepreneur Effect. My guest today is Chris Daly, who is the Vice President of Testing and Site Optimization at Disruptive Advertising. Welcome, Chris.
4: Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's a pleasure.
3: Yeah. Thank you so much. Now, this is, um, this is a very interesting area that you specialize in, which is, as I understand it, you specialize in optimization specifically with a focus on AB testing. Um, now a lot of, a lot of people, Um, especially many of our listeners who are business owners in uh, online marketing understand uh, quite a bit about A-B testing and uh, how that optimizes sites. But for those that might not be familiar, uh, would you just uh, take a minute or two to just explain how A-B testing works and what's the why do A-B testing and uh, what are are some of the benefits you've seen from doing A-B testing?
4: Sure. So, I mean, one, one major question that comes up when companies are building or updating a website is what, what do people want to see on my site? What should it look like? What content should I have? What pictures should, I? what kind of design should I have? And what most companies do when they're going to create a website design is they'll work with their designer or work with a design firm and just create something that looks good right? So they will copy a competitor, copy a website that they really like. And the challenge with this is you don't know that your audience is actually going to respond well to that. Of course, most companies have done some kind of customer profiling. So you could probably tell me who your ideal customer is, where they live, what their age is, their gender, anything else. You could probably tell me all those things, but none of that actually tells me what they want to see on a website. Even if you know other sites that they shop on, it's virtually impossible to know what people want to see on a site. And so what A-B testing does is A-B testing gives, gives companies a way to try multiple different approaches at the same time and then find out what people are going to respond well to. So what I help companies do is if they're looking at maybe redesigning their site, or maybe they just have a site that's working well and they want to see if there's a way to make it work better. What we do is we'll take a look at, let's say the homepage, for example, and say, okay, here's the homepage and you sell a bunch of different kinds of products on the homepage. Let's figure out, let's try one version of your homepage where, we have a call to action at the top that says view all of our products. And we take them to like a category page. Let's try another version where we show your most popular product at the, at the top and say, "Your most popular product? Let's try another version of the homepage where we just show them five or six or 10 different products. And let's try all of these different versions of your homepage at the same time. So this is why it's called an AB test is because we're going to split traffic between versions a and version B and or version A, B, C, and D. And uh, so when somebody comes to your site, they will randomly be shown either version A or maybe version B. And so what, what you're doing is you're testing all these at the same time. And then you'll be able to track which one generated the most purchases, which one generated the most form submissions, which one generated the most uh, email subscriptions. And that way you can get some data behind your design. Instead of just guessing what's going to work best on the site, you try a bunch of different approaches and you can actually know which one will work best on the site. So it's a very fun and scientific way of creating your website experience.
3: Great. Now, one of the, one of the things that uh, anybody who's experienced with um, sales pages Um, pages that are specifically intended for audiences to come look at uh, and buy something. Uh, People who are accustomed to building sales pages uh, have kind of figured out that good-looking necessarily doesn't convert well. you know, and as you, as you mentioned, a lot of people, when they're first designing a website or when they're going to a website developer to have their website put together, they and the website developer will usually suggest something that looks really glossy and beautiful with sliders and, you know, images floating in and out and all that kind of stuff. Um, is that your experience as well, that uh, good-looking sites or sites that look really flashy don't necessarily convert
4: well. Yes. And so I'll, I'll give an example. So we had a client that came to work with us that had just spent about $300,000 on a new site design. Uh, and when you put that much money into a new website design, you're expecting it to perform better, right? And this new site, they worked with this really creative design agency that had all these beautiful looking designs and they launched this new, they launched this new site design and nothing happened. Conversion rates didn't go up. They didn't go down. Nothing happened. And so you spend all of this money on this new design. You think it looks better, but nothing happens. The challenge was they didn't know what stuff on their site actually mattered to their audience. So, the audience didn't end up actually caring about the design they carried, they cared about the experience. So how easy it is for me to find the product that I'm looking for, where is the the information that I'm looking for? Can I find it easily? You know, do I or do I have to dig through the page in order to find that information? And so what we did is after they had tested this new design that didn't perform better, we went in and started running some tests on this design and said, let's test, where we display the products. Let's display, let's test where we show the content. Should that be the first thing they see or do they need to scroll down to find it? We started testing some of those fundamental things and that ended up really moving the needle for them. They ended up, we ended up making 30 to $40,000 in our first week of launching tests because we had found what really matters to the audience. So to answer your question, flashy designs don't always work and, and it's not that that they're bad. It's just that you really need to understand what your audience cares about. Cause if they don't care about the design, then don't spend a bunch of time on your designs. Um, you want to make sure you focus your attention on the areas that matter most.
3: Right. So, um, so in, in doing your, uh, work with your agency, with your, uh, clients, uh, when you're trying to identify what things can make a big difference, um, what are some of the key things that you focus on? Uh, do colors matter? Do um, does animation and uh, video matter? Uh, because a lot of sites nowadays, as you know, uh, they put you know video on the on the on the homepage. So when you land, the video starts to autoplay, and you've got you know some even have music or uh, voiceover or things like that. Uh, what what do you think? those things do to the overall user experience? Do
4: they, do they enhance the experience or do they detract from it? So they can do either. And it all depends on the context. This is why testing is so important um, because a video may help communicate the value of your product or your service. It may also distract people because video is a major time commitment. Even if it's only a 30 second video, it's, it's an attention commitment for your audience. You're requiring them to give their full undivided attention for that period of time of the video. And so, um, it's really important to try it out before you actually, do it on your website. It's important to test having that video there, not having the video. But I mean, in terms of the things that typically have the biggest impact, I can give you six categories of things that that have the biggest impact, and we can dive into those a, a little bit later in more detail. But um, the things that we typically look at when we're trying to figure out where to focus our time is we look at how you communicate your value propositions. So the, the, what your actual offer is, we look at the content. So anything that's not the value proposition or the details of your product or service is content. We look at the call to action. So where is the call to action? What is it saying? Is it the right call to action? Uh, And then we look at some of the things you just mentioned. Are there any things that are potentially distracting attention? Are there any things that are potentially causing anxiety for people? And then we look at how, how good your mobile responsive experience is. So not just does it work on mobile, but have you really taken the mobile experience into consideration? Is it customized for mobile? so those are those are the six big areas that we typically look at and that usually have the biggest impact on conversion rates.
3: Okay. well, um, let's dive into a little more of those uh, of those various different things when we come back after a short break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: Stay tuned for more of the Entrepreneur Effect when we return.
0: Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com.
5: St. Jude continues to advance by increasing cure rates in childhood cancer. And donors are important to us because you get the feeling that you have a team behind you. When it comes to research and advancements, there are some things that only we can do because we have the resources and we have the focus. And so if St. Jude doesn't do it, who will?
4: St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Hi, I'm Montel Williams.
6: Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP.
2: You are experiencing the Entrepreneur Effect only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Dush Ramachandran.
3: And welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. And my guest today is Chris Daly, who is the Vice President of Testing and Site Optimization at Disruptive Advertising. So, uh, Chris, before the break, we were talking about the, the kinds of things that you look at when you're optimizing a site for better conversions, when you're uh, when you're trying to improve uh, the user experience, so um, you, you identified the first thing was communication, how how the ideas are being communicated, um, and then next was content. What is the what is the information that you're providing? Uh, the third is the call to action, um, and then you had uh, you were looking at whether things are distracting and what the mobile response is, and so on. Um, so let's let's take one of these things for example. Let's just start with communicating. So, what what are some of the best practices in terms of communicating effectively through through a website? Um, is it is it better to be uh, concise, uh, like with just bullet points or is it better to be more verbose with providing more text or more video or whatever? Uh, But what are some of the best practices? Share with us if you would.
4: Sure. So the first most important thing to understand is when somebody comes to your website, assuming they've never been there before, uh, psychologists have done all kinds of fascinating research on how, how long people's attention span is online. And they've come back with some really interesting data that shows when somebody goes to a new website, they typically have about two to three seconds that they give attention to that site where they are deciding all kinds of things. They're deciding, do I trust this site? Is this relevant to what I'm looking for? Um, do I want to spend more time on this site? And so in the, in those first two to three seconds, there's a couple things that are critical that you do well the first most important thing during that two, three seconds is that they can get a very quick idea of why they should stay on your site. So why is this relevant to them? Why, what solution are you providing to one of their problems? Uh, what is the value of what you're offering? And so it's important that at at the very top of your site, you know, in the above the fold section, or in other words, without having to scroll at all, it's very important that in those first two to three seconds, I can understand what is this, what is the value? So a big mistake that a lot of companies make is they will just put all of their value statements all on one page. So I'll give you, I'll give you an example here. We work with a financial institution that provides, um, that provides home loans and on their home page. They wanted to tell all of the reasons why somebody should do a home loan with this particular institution, and they had uh, six to ten different reasons why people should work with them. And all those six to ten were valuable. You know, uh, we have great customer service. We provided fifty-six billion dollars in home loans last year. Um, you know, number four largest provider in the country. Um, you know, all these credentials, here's all those, all the services that we offer. I mean, they they were giving all of this great information. And if I come to that site, can I process all that information in two to three seconds? No. And so what we, what we helped them do is we ran a test where we reduced all of those down to three. So three very simple value propositions. And we tested four or five different versions of them. So one of them where we're focusing on all their credentials, one of them where we're focusing on the pain points that the audience might have one of them where we're focusing on how easy and quick it is to get a quote. And out of all these different versions, the one that ended up performing the best was the one that just addressed their pain points. So Uh, you know, we have great customer service, really easy to get in contact with us. Um, you can get a quick, a fast, easy quote, whatever. Um, but again, it's important that in those first two to three seconds, whatever it is that you're communicating to people resonates with them. And the only way to tell what's going to actually resonate with people is again, by trying out multiple different approaches. So, you know, going back to the, is it better to be concise or better to be lengthy Yes, it's better to be both, but it's better to provide the right amount of information on the right parts of your page. So once they've gone through that first two to three seconds and they decide, I like what I'm seeing, looks like what they have is relevant for me. uh, I want to learn more. It's important that they can learn more. And so you want to make sure you have that other information. You just want to make sure that it's easy for them to get a quick idea of why they should stay.
3: Okay. So, um, in, in working with your clients, what, what, would be, what would be an ideal client for you? What do you look for when you work with someone? I mean, in terms of size, do you typically work with um, small to medium-sized businesses? Do you work with large corporations? What is your preference? Um, what's your sweet
5: spot?
4: Yeah. So we work with all kinds of different companies, large and, and small, medium sized businesses, but really what makes the most sense for us, because we are focusing on increasing conversion rates, you need to have enough traffic and enough conversions where, you know, I'll just give a conservative number. If I was to increase your conversion rates by 10%, would that generate enough of an ROI to justify our cost? Right. So, I mean, it all, it all kind of comes down to potential ROI. So, I mean, our clients on average are seeing 40 to 50% increases in conversion rates in the first six months of working with us. And so we want to make sure that even if we don't hit that 40 to 50%, even if we just get a 10% increase, does that justify the cost? So again, that, that requires a lot of traffic. And typically we're looking for, you know, either e-commerce companies, because with e-commerce, if you're selling anything online, it's very easy to justify ROI there. You increase conversion rates, you increase the revenue. So that's an obvious, it's a no brainer. If you're doing e-commerce, you need to be doing site testing. Um, the other, the other kind of sweet spot for us is like SaaS kind of companies. So companies that have a product and maybe instead of getting someone to buy something, you're trying to get someone into a free trial or some kind of a download. Um, those work very well for website testing. Um, we, we do work with a lot of more lead gen type companies, you know, B2B, it can just be more challenging because you might increase conversion rates, but maybe you're getting crappier leads. Right. And so that requires a lot more finessing and it requires a lot more digging in to really justify the cost. But yeah, I mean, our sweet spot is really, uh, kind of more in the e-commerce space. Um, and uh, you know, companies that are getting at least 10,000 visitors a month or so to their site. Okay.
3: That's, that's a good, uh, that's a good guideline to go by. Uh, many, many of our listeners uh, would be in that category. And so it's certainly helpful for them to know if um, that's, you know, you can help them or potentially that would be an area that they could work with or not. So that that's certainly helpful. Um, we're going to take a short break in, in just one minute. Um, but before that, I have one quick question to to ask you. Um, in general, uh, what is the type of engagement that you work with in your clients? Is it a, is it a retainer where they, uh, where they pay you a retainer and you look at their site every now and again, or do you work with them on a project basis where they are building a site, you help them improve conversions, improve the uh, optimization of the site, and then you go away and then they, they call you again if they need you. How does so that work?
4: Yeah, so that's perfect. a good question. And it's, and it's kind of a combination of both. So we do we basically price our services based on how many tests we're going to be running each month. So, um, we look at the amount of traffic that you get. So if you're getting 15,000 visitors a month, for example, maybe we can only run one test a month there. And so what we will basically charge is, you know, a, a fixed price every month, basically a retainer, and we will be running one test each month on your site. Now, if you get a lot more traffic, Uh, for example, we work with guitar center and they get millions of visitors each month. And so, uh, with millions of visitors, you can run 10, 15, 20, 30 different tests a month. And so then it really just comes down to, uh, what scope makes the most sense for us and for them. Um, and so, yeah, but it's, it's a, it's a monthly service that we, that we charge based on the the scope of work. Excellent. All right.
3: We're going to take a short break. We come back. We'll continue our conversation with Chris Daly. Stay tuned. Don't go away.
2: Stay tuned for more of the entrepreneur effect when we return.
6: Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. All of your favorite Webmaster radio.fm programs on air and on demand 24-7. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Add some podcasts to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. Only on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. You are experiencing the
2: entrepreneur effect only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's
3: Dush Ramachandran. Hi, and welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. And my guest today is Chris Daly, who is the vice president of testing and site optimization at Disruptive Advertising. Um, so, Chris, before the break, we were talking about um, what, you know, what uh, you can do to help uh, conversions, the kind of clients you like to work with, and uh, the the way in which you engage with clients. So at this point, um, given given all the work that you've done with a lot of different clients, um, what are you most excited about with respect to the future?
4: So, the the site testing space that I'm in, the the website just in. Er, the web in general is just a very exciting marketplace to be in because the internet is still fairly young. I mean, the internet really in in terms of being popularly used, it's only been around for less than 20 years. And so it is the most rapidly changing marketplace in the world. And so the thing that gets me most excited for the future is as the web continues to evolve and there continue to be new best practices, new types of websites, new Theories and designs that, that are, are being pushed out there on the web. Um, there will, there will be lots of new opportunities to learn about what influences people's behavior online. So the thing I love the most about what I do is I literally learn something new every single day. You know, there is no guaranteed strategy. There is no, It's impossible to predict the kinds of things that will work best for people. And so the thing that I just get really excited about is getting to work with new, innovative companies, products, services, and watching things evolve over time and seeing, hey, we ran this, this type of test a year ago and it didn't work. Well, guess what? We ran it this year and it totally crushed it. You know, why did that happen? What changed with our users? What's changing on the web that is causing people to behave differently now? Um, it's just a very, very exciting, innovative space to be working in these days.
3: Excellent. Now, uh, a lot of our listeners uh, who are listening at this point uh, would probably love to get engaged with you and uh, you know get your help in improving the conversions on their sites. How can they? How can they contact you? What's the best way to contact you?
4: So we actually have a guide that people can download online. Um, it's a, it's a free starter guide for AB testing. So it's kind of some things to think about some tools, best practices, those kinds of things. Um, and then there's a little box that people can check if they would like to talk with, with Disruptive Advertising. And so, um, if people want to download that guide, they can go to www.disruptiveadvertising.com slash guide. Uh, and if you just want the guide, you don't want us to harass you, you can just just don't check the little box there. But um, we do free website audits when uh, with with people that are kind of interested in seeing what kind of recommendations we have. And so we would love to do a free site audit for, for anybody who's listening. Um, if you want to go download the guide and check that box, we'll get in contact with you and, and schedule that. Great. And then so, so the guide is
3: a PDF that you can download and go through. Yep. We just email it to you. Okay. Excellent. And then, um, so you fill out the, um, the information box and then somebody will reach out from your company to set up a, a conversation with uh, with the client.
4: Yeah, in fact, we just did this last week. Uh, I spoke at, at a conference in San Diego, Social Media Marketing World, um, and it was it was quite fun. We had a booth there, and we were doing site audits on the spot during the conference. Uh, and we probably did I think we did around seventy site audits while we were there over over the two day conference. Um, and it was very fun because we literally we we talked to every kind of business you can imagine from blogs, um, to new products that haven't even launched yet to, uh, you know, travel companies. I mean, we, we, we talk to all kinds of different people. So yeah, I mean, we, we, we would love to talk to anybody and take a look at their site and just give them an idea of what kind of opportunities we see. Fantastic, and yeah, I would strongly,
3: I would strongly encourage our listeners to uh, to check that out. Go to disruptiveadvertising.com, and the and the um, the thing for the guide is disruptiveadvertising.com and slash what what is that uh, Chris? Slash guide. Okay, slash guide, perfect, wonderful, Chris. Thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us. This has been very informative. And um, before I let you go, do you have any parting words of wisdom for our
4: uh, for our listeners? Just be be constantly challenging your assumptions. I think the the most powerful digital companies on the planet, Amazon as an example, are ones that are constantly willing to try new things and be proven wrong. So I, I, my, my advice is just always to businesses, be constantly challenging your assumptions and be constantly willing to be proven wrong by your audience. <laughs> Fantastic. That is really good
3: advice. Uh, Chris, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us. And um, our listeners would be delighted to get in touch with you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you.